Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark and thank you for joining us again. Welcome if it's your first time. Today we're going to be listening to the fruits of three different recording sessions done in June of 1950 in Paris. And these were done for the Vogue label. Vogue was a French record label that uh, was active in uh, Paris primarily in the late 1940s and into the 50s. They recorded a lot of visiting American stars, uh, people who were coming over to tour following the World War II years, and uh, made a, a, a great number of, of really fine jazz records, usually not with the leaders of the band, who were often under contract to another company, but with their star sidemen. And this is the case in June for these recordings dates we're going to be listening to today. So during this uh, late spring and early summer of 1950, Benny Goodman had taken a sextet over to Paris. He had just broken up his big band in about 1947 or so, and then he had put together another big band that was exploring some of the bebop sounds. We're going to be doing a program on that band in a little while, but uh, that band hadn't done terribly well, and Goodman was a little disillusioned with the whole big band business, so he decided he would uh, take a European tour, and he was over there for a couple of months with a band that included Roy Eldridge on trumpet, Zoot Sims on tenor sax, uh, Ed Shaughnessy on drums, Dick Hyman on piano, and Charlie Short on bass, and they did several engagements. They didn't make any commercial recordings, and they didn't, uh, I think they may have had one uh, privately recorded uh, gig that I don't think has ever found its way onto LP or CD, but a uh, very short live band, but presumably a very good one. Uh, the officials at Vogue uh, approached the band without Goodman to make some recordings, also without the bass player. Uh, they added uh, on bass Pierre Michelot, who was uh, one of the top French uh, jazz players at the time, and other than that had the same band, Zoot Sims, Roy Eldridge, Dick Hyman, and Ed Shaughnessy. We're going to be listening to the fruits of that session, that particular session, uh, which happened on June 9th, 1950, at the end of the show. We're going to be starting with a uh, session from about a week later, less than a week later, actually, June 14th of 1950, and this features Roy Eldridge with a quartet, a different quartet, although Pierre Michelot still plays bass. We have the great Kenny Clark on drums. He had relocated to France about this time. He'd gone over with a, a Dizzy Gillespie band in the late 40s. Gerald Wiggins, who was accompanying Lena Horne at the time, is on piano, and Eldridge plays trumpet. He doesn't sing on this session, which is kind of interesting. It's a completely instrumental session. Session, and he did several uh, standards and several uh, original tunes by him. And we're going to be hearing uh, five of them today. We're going to hear Wild Driver, which is a nice driving jazz performance. Uh, most of these exist in more than one take. Uh, I'm going to do my favorite take in each case. This one will be take two because he plays open at the end of that. Then the uh, great Shapiro Campbell and Connolly ballad, If I Had You, which here he takes very slowly and, and really shows off some of his more reflective tendencies, which did not occur when he was playing in an up-tempo. Then a tune, again by Roy Eldridge, called Nuts, and that uh, has elements of Caravan and I Never Knew and different things in that as well. Then another ballad performance, the George Gershwin tune, Someone to Watch Over Me. And then we're going to finish up with uh, another original by Eldridge called The Goliath Bounce. So that'll be our first set. Wild Driver, If I Had You, Nuts, Someone to Watch Over Me, and Goliath Bounce.
So that was from a period in Roy Aldridge's career where he was a little bit in the doldrums. He went through several sort of fallow periods during his uh, musician's career. He was born in 1911 in Pittsburgh, and uh, he was something of a prodigy. He was playing in, in bands in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, New York uh, by 1930 at least. In fact, even a little bit earlier. He may have made his debut on some Clarence Williams sessions in about 1930. Uh, he was playing with uh, Elmer Snowden's band. He made a film with them called Smash Your Baggage uh, and played with a number of Harlem bands, Willie Bryant's and so forth, before joining Fletcher Henderson's band. And that was his first probably really well-known uh, association in the middle or late 1930s, 35, 6, 7, thereabouts. And from there, he went on and played in Gene Krupa's band. He was with Artie Shaw's for a little while. He led his own big band uh, and also his own uh, small group, which was seven or eight pieces, including his brother, Joe Eldridge, on alto sax. We've done a podcast on that group in the past. Very hot little jazz group. Uh, he left the business a couple of times uh, during the 1940s. I think in about 1940, he became a, a radio technician for a while and then did some other things. By 1950, he was just jobbing around New York. He uh, got the call from Benny Goodman to go to Paris, and uh, it was a good trip for him because he found that he was uh, really lionized by the European jazz public. He had been flirting with bebop, as most trumpet players did at the time, and he uh, was cited as a prime influence by Dizzy Gillespie in his bebop style. But uh, this this would mark the time uh, where he sort of returned back to his swing roots, and Benny Goodman too for that matter. So we started out with Wild Driver, which was the tune that uh, was based more on I Never Knew, uh, at least in part. I said a different one earlier, but it showed uh, the title uh, at work there, Wild Driver, with Roy Eldridge, both very tightly muted, Harmon mute, and also open at the end. Also some very good work by uh, Gerald Wiggins on piano, who was not a terribly well-known jazz pianist at the time. Uh, he did many things later on in his career. He was a particularly good accompanist. As I said, he was accompanying uh, Lena Horne. He later accompanied uh, Alberta Hunter and some other singers as well. Then we heard a lovely ballad performance on If I Had You, very stately, uh, almost in the Armstrong style, although Eldridge was very much his own man there. Then we went on to Nuts, which was uh, started out as a kind of a minor vamp tune, made you think you were going to be listening to Caravan, had that sort of feel to it, and then went into a blues after that. Then we heard... Um, uh, Someone to Watch Over Me, the great Gershwin ballad, and some beautiful rangy playing by Eldridge on that one. And then we finished up with Goliath Bounce, another original by Roy Eldridge. So for the next set, we're going to be listening to his uh, partner in crime in the Benny Goodman sextet. Of course, Goodman was the center of attention in that group, but he had both Eldridge and Zoot Sims in the front line with him. And, and Zoot went back to Goodman several times. I think we've done a podcast on one of his 1960s groups or 70s groups even that had Zoot Sims. If not, that will be coming shortly. Some great music there. Uh, get, uh, rather, Zoot Sims broke into the business uh, playing with big bands when he was only a teenager, and he played with Goodman's big band uh, in the middle 1940s as well. Just uh, he and Stan Getz at different times, and they were both teenagers. This was during the time when most of the older, more established musicians had been called up for the draft uh, or who were uh, ensconced in studio work and didn't want to tour. So Zoot uh, recorded with a quartet on... June 16th of 1950, a couple of days after the Roy Eldridge uh, date, and it's the same rhythm section, Gerald Wiggins, Pierre Michelot, and Kenny Clark. So we're not going to hear all of the tunes that they recorded that day. There were quite a few, actually. 
seven, I believe, we're going to hear five of them. We're going to start with a performance of the ballad, although it's taking a little bit more up-tempo, Don't Worry About Me by Ted Kohler and Rube Bloom. Then a Zoot Sims original blues tune called Slingin' Hash, followed by a lovely ballad um, that I was unfamiliar with by Wayne and Gannon called I Understand. Then another fast blues tune called Zoot and Zoot by Zoot Sims, obviously. And then we're going to finish up with an original tune or a tune credited to him called Crystals, which is actually a very thinly disguised version of the 1920s standard Linger a While. So that will be our set with the Zoot Sims Quartet uh, on Vogue in Paris from June 16th of 1950. Don't worry about me, Sling and Hash, I understand. Zoot and Zoot and Crystals. Thank you. 
Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank you. 
So if these recordings had been made, I don't know, five or six years later, they would have been called mainstream as they featured uh, musicians associated with the swing era. Even Zoot Sims, who was uh, a younger musician and who had played with some of the bebop players. He was going to record later on with Dizzy Gillespie and a number of uh, the bebop pioneers. Uh, He was really a swing musician at heart, and we can hear that in all of these tracks, particularly in the first track, Don't Worry About Me, which shows him off at his melodic best, uh, kind of a loping tempo. It wasn't a ballad, but it bounced right along and really showed him creating some really interesting lines. 
Then we heard Slingin' Hash, a fast blues tune, which also featured some great Gerald Wiggins. Gerald Wiggins, as I said, was really known as a a vocal accompanist, but he was a very effective jazz pianist. Uh, He was accompanying Lena Horne at the time. He later did tours with K-Star and Eartha Kitt, I think Peggy Lee. And then I misspoke. I said Alberta Hunter later on. I meant... uh, Helen Humes, the Count Basie vocalist, so he uh, spent quite a bit of time with her and did several albums, but a very good jazz pianist as we can see here. Then we went on to uh, that very little known ballad, I Understand, and a lovely performance. Uh, Sims was not known as a ballad player, but he was a very good one and uh, could uh, really caress a nice melody in the way that he does here. Then back to the blues and a fast tune, Zoot and Zoot. Again, lots of technique. And then, as I said, a, a, a lightly camouflaged version of Linger a While called Crystals. And it really wasn't lightly camouflaged at all. It was the melody of Linger a While. I'm not sure how they got away with calling it something that it wasn't, but nevertheless, a very good performance. So now we're going to uh, pay some attention to the date that uh, Zoot Sims and Roy Eldridge did together for Vogue. This was done on June 9th of 1950 and features, as I said, the Benny Goodman players, Dick Hyman on piano and Ed Shaughnessy on drums, along with Pierre Michelot on bass. Dick Hyman especially uh, does some beautiful work here. He, uh, as of this podcast, is still alive in his mid-90s, I think, still playing very, very well uh, with one of the longest careers in jazz history. He recorded, uh, or he was on the the single film that uh, we know of that features Charlie Parker playing live on a television broadcast with Dizzy Gillespie. Played a lot of ragtime, traditional jazz, swing, bebop, you name it, he's done it. He uh, has one of the most interesting careers in all jazz history. And uh, we are going to hear four tunes, one of which uh, does not have Zoot Sims on it. It's a ballad performance by Eldridge. Uh, But we're going to start with a tune that's usually a ballad, but here is not. The Man I Love, the George Gershwin standard. Eldridge plays it sort of up-tempo and then uh, cuts the tempo in half at the end for a big dramatic finish. He had done that on some tunes in the 1930s, most notably, I think, uh, Body and Soul. He did a recording with Chewberry that sounded like that. Then we're going to hear an original by Eldridge called King David. David was his given first name, David Roy Eldridge, so let's tribute to that. Then that ballad uh, by Harry Barris, uh, Wrap Your Troubles in Dreams. A beautiful performance of a tune not usually taken this slowly, but here really done in a, in a stately, almost Louis Armstrong tempo that shows off uh, Eldridge's command of his horn and also command of the musical language he was using. Then we're going to finish up with a long version of Undecided. There were three or four takes of this that were done. I'm going to use the longest one, take one, which features two choruses of solo by each of the soloists, piano, tenor, and trumpet, uh, so we can hear them stretch out a little bit, which is always welcome. So those will be our four tunes done for Vogue in Paris on June 9th of 1950 with the Roy Eldridge Quintet. The Man I Love, King David, Wrap Your Troubles in Dreams, and Undecided.
pity the actual Goodman group didn't record. That was most of the Goodman group without Goodman, so you can imagine adding him in what that must have done. So we started out with The Man I Love, a very energetic performance and a very dramatic ending. Then a nice uh, medium tempo blues on King David. Then a beautiful ballad performance. It was all Roy Eldridge beginning to end on Wrap Your Troubles in Dreams. And then we ended up with Undecided, an extended sort of jam session version of that with some organization, a good intro and ending, and a riff chorus on the way out. And we heard in that band Roy Eldridge on trumpet, Zoot Sims on tenor sax, Dick Hyman on piano, Pierre Michelot on bass, and Ed Shaughnessy on drums, recording for Vogue on June 9th, 1950. Interesting that Eldridge didn't sing on many tunes. A couple of the tunes that we didn't play where the uh, female vocalist uh, came in, he'd sang and added some vocals in there, but he didn't feature himself. It was just really a jazz date, so apparently the producers at Vogue wanted just straight jazz as much as possible, and uh, thank them for that. So you've been listening to... The Jazz Focus, and my name is John Clark, and thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a member of the family, we'd love to hear from you. Check out my social media. My band name is the Wolverine Jazz Band, wolverinejazzband.net, and Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to sponsor us, we'd love to have the help and also some feedback as well if there are any programs you'd like to hear us do in the future. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.